Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Welcome Q4 Impact friends. Ron and I are so excited to be back with you today as the holidays are getting closer. And one of the things that we often think about during this season is making memories. For some of us, it also stirs up memories that may not be as pleasant. And so today we want to have a conversation about the value of those memories, preserving them. And this has a practical aspect to it, but it also has a more substantial impact. So we are looking forward to diving in with you today on a topic that's a little unique to our Q4 conversations. Ron, what would you like to share as we get started? Ah, the photo and video collections that sit in our closets and in our drawers. Who wants to talk about preserving those and working on those and organizing those? You know, Susan, I just, as we get to this topic, I have a very close friend who has a habit of, at the end of each year, compiling all of her pictures and all of her videos and putting it in at like an annual summary of the year and sharing it with her kids and her grandkids. And uh, what a what a treasure to actually have something for every year of, of life for your kids and grandkids to be able to review and pull up, uh, you know, I wish I was that organized. I'm not. I'm not there yet, but boy, would I love to get there. And so this could be a little uncomfortable for people because I'm guessing that the very large majority of us have just boxes or old VHS and and uh, things that are just stacked up. And uh, so... I think it's probably a, a generational delineation there. Uh, I think that for those of a certain age, there may be drawers of boxes of photos and VHS, and then comes the world of, of iPhones and so forth. And so now we have huge volumes of photos and videos in the cloud. And so in both cases, having them organized in some form or format to be able to access them and know what's there does have value. And I think that's the practical how-to part that we want to talk about a little today. Yes? Yeah. And it's an encouragement not to get kind of defensive or to be embarrassed about the state of, of what your collection is like. I have another friend that I can think of that has 150,000 pictures in their library of photos. And, you know, it's kind of, oh, isn't that kind of funny? You know, well, yes, it is. And there will come a day when all of us will no longer be here. And so that collection that we have will go to someone else. And so though it may be funny now or cute or whatever you want to call it, it's sad because I know in my experience, I had both uh, being involved in with parents that 
you know, were relatively organized and then parents that were not so organized. And boy, is it add a degree of difficulty when uh, our affairs aren't in order. And especially this part of memories where where you you have video or pictures going back to when you were a child or you know your kids were little or whatever it's it's so valuable if it's if it's in a in a condition that can be looked at but to try to sift through boxes and hundreds and thousands of photos it's too overwhelming and you wind up not having the energy to to try to go through someone else's pile. You may have your own pile and now you're inheriting someone else's pile and most of us would just kind of throw our hands up in the air and just say, it's too much. Yes. Or I can imagine you inherit someone else's pile and out of your love for the person from whom you've inherited you want to know what these pictures represent, what that story was that was worth capturing in that moment. And they may not be there any longer to be able to share that. So there's such a value in having something accessible that then does impact our ability to share our story and our wisdom with those that we love before that opportunity has passed. Is it there's a great value and there's a value that that is wide in its in its benefits of being able to just get your arms around those memories and organize them in a in a fashion not only that you pass them on to your heirs but that you enjoy them yourself and cuz they really do bring smiles you know seeing my I have grandchildren now, Susan, that are the oldest are approaching 20 years old. And I have little video clips of them, you know, five, six, seven years old singing and dancing. And my wife and I, every so often, will pull some of those up. And just the joy and and the love that wells up, it, it, it generates this kind of energy for us to, to pray for our kids, our grandkids, to to want to call them, to want to write them, to want to continue to to invest and, and pour into their lives. And so there's so many values of, of organizing our memories. I like that. And I like where you're going in touching on some of the, the reasons why preserving our memories and organizing them is valuable. And I know that part of our goal today is to actually just pass on a few helpful tips and suggestions along that. But before we do that, I'd like to continue what you've just started. So you've talked about some of the benefits you and your wife have experienced. It encourages you to pray for them, to foster relationship. But there's some other weightier benefits that can come to us as we review our memories through photos and videos. Can you speak to that a little more? Yeah, it's it's like reading uh, history. History is not only interesting, but there are so many lessons for us to learn and observe of what took place 
in a different time of life. And that applies to our own lives. What, what was happening to us? How well were we doing? You know, are there observations that we make that, that just help us to, to put into practice things today? Because we maybe see a weakness that we might have had at an earlier stage, or maybe we're reminded of some vacations that we took and it spurs on the desire to say, you know, we haven't gone on a vacation in a while. You learn from history. And, and so having these things accessible is so important and, and can be so useful and beneficial to our lives. And, and for the last few years, I have pictures of my niece's weddings and I have pictures of old friends from 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And every so often I'll send a friend, you know, a few old pictures and it always brings such joy to someone. It's, it's a gift to say, oh, wow, I never saw that picture. What can you send me a copy? And it's so great to be able to do things like that. In fact, Susan, I have some pictures of you. I'm going to send you <laughs> some old pictures. <laughs> the before and the after. <laughs> oh, our friendship does go back quite a ways. So you see the progression for sure. <laughs> yes, you do. Do you yes, know you do. one of the, the things that, that I want to touch on, and I, I spoke to it briefly in the introduction, but that is that not all of our memories that photos have captured still hold the same positive feelings. Not all of them give joy. Maybe they did in the moment, but we can look back and they now stir something that's painful or a recollection that is more challenging to consider. And I don't want to ignore that because I think this can often be a reason that stops people from maybe rolling up their sleeves and going through them. So let's talk a little bit about that part, Ron. Well, I think I would say that I learn possibly more from the difficult parts of my life than I do from the pleasurable parts. And I'm just one that's not afraid to look back and recognize that, yeah, that was a really hard season. And remembering even, even the painful parts, there's, there's always learning. And to cover things up or to say, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to talk about it. Well, I, though I understand that, I also think that there's a loss of, of not being able to just go back and say, yeah, that was a terrible decision I made. And it's not, it's not that I, I, I don't want to, there isn't benefit to just re recall that decision and maybe even think of why did I make that decision? And, and then try to learn something from the mistakes that I made. So. It is so true. And, you know, I sometimes will feel led to share something at church. And usually the telltale for me is when my heart is beating a little faster. And I will confess that my heart is beating a little faster now because I feel led to share something about which I have not yet spoken in any of our podcasts, and that is on this very topic, because 
I had a very long marriage that sadly did end in divorce. So I have years and years of Frodo's, many very wonderful memories. And I've met other people along the way who have experienced painful divorces. And I don't think there's any divorce that's not painful. But a response has been to say, you know what? I'm chucking all these photos. I don't want to remember. I don't want to do it. And I've heard those sentiments. And I've had to make my own choice because this is my history. This is my story. It reflects who I am and how I have come into who I am through the years, through the relationships, through the experiences. And more than that, it's part of my son's story. And so I want to be able to pass something on of value to him and to understand his roots and the things that has shaped and molded him. And so are there times that I look at past photos and they bring just a pang of sorrow? Sure, they do. But then what I remember when I look a moment longer is God's faithfulness in the midst of every moment of that story. And even though what some of those pictures may represent no longer exists, God has been faithful from that moment to today. And that is worth preserving because it reminds me of that. And that I think is one of the benefits of organizing them, keeping them accessible, because not only does it encourage me in my own faith and journey with the Lord, but I get to share that with my son and with others of God's faithfulness and, and who he is. So that's a little personal share. That was that was done very sensi sensitively, Susan, and, and I'm glad you said that because that's that is a very delicate example of how that that we have to manage our way through some of that. I mean, and every and not everyone's going to be the same, and you may be able to look at that maybe more than the next person, and and so, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, I think where I'd love to go in the conversation now is I, I have a lot of friends and I know some of them are just overwhelmed by things like this. Like they can't even conceive of getting their arms around, you know, a project this size. And so this is what I want to say. And this may be the most important thing that I say today. Get help. Like, it's worth it. Recognize if you're one of those people where this is just so overwhelming and there's no way you're going to be able to do this, then find someone like me or someone who, you know, loves doing things like this. And and if you have to, pay them to come in. I wouldn't charge you anything, but other people might. And, and that might be what's necessary. But just do it. Just, I, I promise you, I, I make you an absolute promise. If you get this done, you're going to be so surprised by the amount of pleasure and joy and meaning that you get from this. It it's doesn't have to cost you tens of thousands of dollars for some. It may just cost a couple hundred dollars. 
And boy, is, is it worth it. And maybe you do it a little at a time, but just figure out what you want to do, how you want to do it. Find a system that works, whether it's an online system, whether it's a, you know, a, a, um, a box of files where your pictures go. If you want to get them all loaded into the, into the cloud, do that. Just do it. If you want to put it in albums the old-fashioned way, then put them in albums, but just just get it done. Yeah, it's a good encouragement. And I know that there's one more suggestion that I think is your favorite, and that is get rid of all the duplicates or the blurry shots or the ones that you have no clue where or who. <laughs> just purge as much as you can so that what you are working with um, is useful. Yeah, with pictures yeah. and other things, collectibles. Uh, I find this very true in my life. If I have 10,000 things to look at, the likelihood is I'm not going to look at any of them. But if I can take the 10,000 down to 1,000, now I wind up looking at, the, at, at those 1,000. And inside of those 1,000, there are always, or we all have these just amazing pictures where someone took a picture of us and we look way better than we usually look and, and it's a great picture. Or it's a picture of you and your grandchild or you and your spouse, you know, whatever. Or it's a beautiful site that you visited. But when, when you, you have boxes and boxes and thousands of those things, you're going to wind up not ever seeing them. You, you get rid of the stuff that's not important and that are duplicates and now those beautiful pictures stand out more and you could enjoy them more. So I'm a big one for throwing duplicates out and saying I have 25 baby shots of, you know, this one grandchild in one outfit. Like pick the two shots you like the most and just say goodbye to the uh, others. Yeah, so it's hard. But yeah. Well, this podcast is going to be a little shorter than normal, so I want to start bringing us to an end. The emphasis being that there is value in taking the time to organize, to put them in such a way, your memories in such a way that they're accessible and able to be shared. That's the key. That is the, I guess if you want to, to put a, a scriptural or um, spiritual perspective on it, a verse that comes to mind is Deuteronomy 4, 9, that says, only be on your guard and diligently watch yourselves so that you don't forget the things your eyes have seen and so that they don't slip from your mind as long as you live to teach them to your children and your grandchildren. And I don't know if that verse has ever been applied to preserving memories, but there you go. Um, I think it is an outstanding way to be able to pass on our story, our legacy, the wisdom, the lessons we have learned, the faithfulness of God that we have experienced. Ron, is there anything else you'd like to add? Just do it. Just make it a goal. And I know it'll be a long project, but just get started and you will be very, very glad that you did. Absolutely. So our challenge to you as we come to a close is what will you do to preserve your memories? 
We'd love to hear from you in the comments or conversely, maybe it's not what you're going to do, but what you've already done and how you have seen the faithfulness of God evidenced through the photos that you've preserved or that you review to recall. So as we head further into this Christmas season, all of us are going to be making memories. And Ron and I have written a book called The Wonder of Christmas. And we would like to invite you to purchase this book, which you can do so on our website, which is www.myq4impact.org. And it's also available and on Amazon. Our desire in creating this book is that it could be a tool and a resource for you to make new memories, keeping Jesus at the foremost of all of your Christmas celebrations. So we invite you to enjoy that treasure as well. And next week, we're going to be tackling a subject that I think is very fitting for this time of year, because I don't know about you, but probably like no other time of the calendar, am I more distracted than during the holidays? And Ron and I are going to be talking about how to manage our distractions. Look forward to seeing you then. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.